Hello and welcome to Trigonometry. I'm Francis Foster. I'm Constantine Kitchen. And this is a show for you if you're bored with people arguing on the internet over subjects they know nothing about. At Trigonometry, we don't pretend to be the experts, we ask the experts. Our brilliant guest this week is the founder of We Are Fair Cop, Harry Miller, aka Harry the Owl. Welcome to Trigonometry. Thank you. He's say aka Harry the Owl. Unfortunately, Harry the Owl is no more. Harry the Owl was was banned uh, from Twitter uh, about two months ago. Um, what did you do? Well, we're going to get into that. Let, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I. I oh, you I, were going to get into it right yeah, now. Go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, Fine. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I called. Um, I called um, brave and stunning world champion cyclist Rachel McKinnon uh, poster boy um, and said Strava ought to. Uh, it was actually directed at Strava and said you really ought to check out your heroes um, when they're posting gifts of the angel of death dancing up and down the grave of Magdalene Burns, who's just this day died of brain cancer. I don't think that's a great look, Strava, for your poster boy. So it was the poster boy bit that got me a lifetime ban. All right, so you got us to, to off to a great start, uh, but before we get fully into your story, which is an absolutely crazy one, tell us a little bit about who are you, how are you, where you are, how have you ended up sitting in this chair talking to us? I'm sitting in this chair talking to you because um, having posted on Twitter uh, a few controversial, apparently controversial things like, um, I don't believe trans women are literal women, um, I got a phone call. I was out doing the shopping at Tesco's for my wife, because that's the kind of guy I am. <laughs> and um, I was just sitting contemplating, I think, playing Candy Crush on my phone um, before I went home and had to unpack it all. And um, I got a phone call from my managing director at the company I work for. It's actually my company, so mm. he works for me. Um, and he said, H, we've had the police in. We've had a fellow called PC Gull uh, wanting to speak to you. He said, I'm not gi- I've not given him your number because that's down to him and you. But he wants to speak to you. He hasn't told me what it's about, but he needs to speak to you. So here's his number. So, yeah, okay, mate, yeah, I'll, I'll give him a ring back. So I rang PC Gull uh, back and I uh, said, okay, mate, what, what, what have I done? And he said, oh, are you Harry the Owl on um, social media? I said, yeah, absolutely, I am. He said, okay, so we've had a, we've had a, a complaint in from somebody down south. I said, right, okay, you're doing, this is Lincolnshire, right? Uh, this is not down south. He says, yeah, but they're very concerned about um, the transgender people in your workplace. I said, but as far as I know, uh, down at Immingham Dock, I haven't got any transgender people uh, in my workplace. So, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, you might have, and um, maybe you haven't got any because you're a hateful bigot. I'm like, what? What, what are you on about? Well, apparently you've been posting things on social media, uh, which makes your workplace a very dangerous place for trans people. I said, let's just let's just back up a minute here. Let's just back up a minute. I said, have I done anything criminal? Have I committed anything criminal? He said, oh, no, you've not committed any crime, not no crime whatsoever. I said, so in that case, why, why, are, you, why are you ringing me? And he said, oh, I need to check your thinking. And I said, now, hold on a minute. Just one one second. Um, you're a police officer. Yep. And you're ringing me to check my thinking. Yeah. I said, have you any idea what that makes you? <laughs> and he said, no. <laughs> so I then talked to him uh, about um, George Orwell. And I said that uh, 1984 uh, was a dystopian novel and not a police how-to manual. I don't think he'd ever heard of George Orwell or 1984. Um, <laughs> but there we go. <clears throat> and I said, so um, why are you ringing me? 
He says, well, in case what you're doing escalates into a crime. I said, what? What, 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 what is it? that? What, how could it possibly escalate into a crime? Well, it can do. It can do. And I need to warn you that um, you, mustn't, you mustn't do this because if it does escalate, that could be very serious. And already with what you've done, you could be in big trouble from your work, from your HR department. I said, well, I don't think that's going to happen because I am the fucking HR department. <laughs> uh, and all the people I employ are sensible people, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, but again, what crime is it you think I'm about to commit? Mm. And, uh, of course, he, he talked about public order offences and he talked about malicious communications. I said, but I've not maliciously communicated with anybody. It can't be a public order offence because it's the Twitter sphere. I've not gone out into the street and shouted anything. So that's absolute patent nonsense, mm. as well you know. I said, look, what's your evidence? Give me your evidence. I'm an ex-policeman myself, mm. so give me your evidence. He said, well, I've got 30 tweets here. Uh, 30, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. So none of them are criminal. No. I said, all right. So in, in your opinion, in your considered opinion, which one out of those 30 is the one that comes closest to the line of criminality? And it was at that point, he said, I'm going to read you a limerick. <laughs> uh, it wasn't even a limerick, uh, as it turns out. It was a um, verse by a um, feminist um, songwriter. Um, I'd not written it. I could barely remember it. I'd, all I'd done was retweet it. And I told him, this, I said, I didn't write that. I didn't write that. He said, yeah, but you retweeted it, which means that you are, you are spreading hate. What was the limerick? Well, it wasn't a limerick. It was, um, oh, it, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. The verse. It, it was, um, I think it said, can I remember it? It said, um, your breasts are made of silicon, your vagina goes nowhere. Um, and we can tell the difference even when you're not there. Your hormones are synthetic. And let's just cross this bridge. What you are, you stupid man, is male privilege or something like that. Yeah. So there's a reason a, it, no one listens to feminist poetry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not going to make my sort of um, desert island. Um, yeah. Uh, but discs, I see, I'm going to be honest with you. It's something that some people may find insensitive or offensive, but it's certainly not criminal. Yeah. Who cares? Insensitive? I don't care. It's, yeah. So there's so much uh, insensitivity mm. all the time, especially yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who gives a shit about insensitivity? Yeah. When do we get so thin-skinned mm. that we have to call the police because somebody's written a song that somebody else doesn't like and I happen to have retweeted it? So it's it wasn't even something crazy. you said. It was a retweet. And how yeah, did yeah, the yeah. conversation go from there? I said, well, that's absolute. That's that complete and utter nonsense, isn't it? That's, that's, just, that's just mad. Um, but he said, no, 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 it's not. We, we have to do it because we've got to, um, we've got to take um, uh, reports of hate um, very seriously. I said, but there wasn't any hate. I, didn't, I don't hate anybody. That's just nonsense. What are you talking about hate for? He says, well, it, we've got to report it as a hate incident. It is, it is a hate incident. I said, how can it be a hate incident when there wasn't any hate? He says, that's just the way it is. We've got to respect the victim. I said, we've already established there wasn't a victim. And he said, yeah, but that's what we have to call them. We have to call them a victim because they've reported it. They're hurt by it. Their feelings are hurt by it. They're very, very worried about the, about the trans people in your organisation down at Immingham Dock. Um, they are the victim. I said, well, who's the victim? Is it the trans people that I don't have at Immingham Dock? Or is it the person that's worried about the trans people that I don't have at Immingham Dock? Who, who is the victim? Well, uh, the, the, the complainant is the victim. I said, so why don't you call them the complainant then? Because they're the victim. I said, but we've already established that there is no crime. We've already established 
that I've no idea who this person is. I don't know who this person is. It wasn't directed at them. How? Where is the hate? How can there be a victim? Well, that's just the way it is. They're the victim. I said, but you, you, you've wronged me up to talk to me about my words. Now, this seems entirely ironic to me because you're insisting on use of the term victim, which by direct implication makes me perpetrator. It means that I am a perpetrator. So every time you use the word victim, you are calling me a perpetrator. I said, that can't be right. You need to watch your language. <laughs> and he said, well, I'm, I'm very, very sorry, but um, we have to do this because of the victim. So we got into this endless, endless loop mm. uh, of, of utter nonsense. Um, and then I started talking to him and I said, look, I don't hate anybody. Uh, seriously, I'm involved in a political debate. There's the reform to the proposed reform to the GRA uh, going through right now. Um, the government have called upon us to talk about this subject. So I'm talking about it. You know, I'm, I'm using sarcasm. Uh, I'm using banter. I'm using um, you know, fairly... Fairly aggressive language, occasionally like the word fuck or mm -hmm. twat or, or or what have you. But it's not directed at anybody. Um, it's just it's just Twitter, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> and he said, well, yeah, that doesn't make any difference because you've just got to be very careful about what you say. I said, no, I'm not going to be careful about what I say because unless I've committed a crime, mm. then you can go screw yourself because I am not going to take a telling off from a two-bit police officer who's trying to stop me expressing my freedom of expression. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to do it. Unless you can tell me what I've done wrong, go do one. Um, and then we debated a little bit more. And uh, then sort of as a, as, a, as a plea, I think, to my, um, the angels of my better nature, he said to me, what you've got to understand, Mr. Miller, is this. Sometimes in the womb, um, a female brain accidentally grows the wrong body parts and that's what being trans is i went you have got to be fucking kidding me he says yeah yeah i've learned it on a course i said well i just can't believe it i am i cannot believe that there's a police officer as dumb as you ringing me up going on about lady brains and penises and telling me to check my thinking. I said, I think we're just going to end this conversation now and you can, you mate, you can go wash your socks. And uh, I put the phone down on him. Then I went on Twitter and related this conversation because whilst I knew instinctively that there was something very wrong with it, I wasn't certain what it was. I knew it was something to do with free expression. I wasn't quite certain. It's been a long time since I was in the police, so I wasn't certain whether or not there'd been some new legislation passed, and in actual fact, I was doing something wrong. Um, so I went on onto Twitter, recounted the story, and then I discovered very quickly that my instinct um, that it was wrong is actually enshrined in Article 10 of the European Convention of Human Rights. And that says that I have the right to freedom of expression, and um, the police have no right to try and interfere with me or limit that freedom of expression. So at this point, I had some solid ground to work from. Um, the entire world, it seemed at the time, went crazy over this um, this thread of tweets that I'd I'd put up um, about thought crime, etc. It was quite funny because. Um, <laughs> 
everybody bombarded Humberside at Humber Beat with limericks for days, <laughs> days, and days and days and days and days. I remember, I remember at one point they put up a fairly serious um, short video of um, of some guy uh, robbing a a, uh, a liquor store or something like that. And said, "Help us find! Can anybody help us find this man?" And they were just inundated. How dare you, Miss Gender? How <laughs> do you know that this is a man? You report yourself a hate crime. Report yourself a hate speech. And then it was all done in glorious limerick form, in, in actual fact, which was um, quite amusing. I, I tried to sort it out by getting hold of the, um, the local PCC um, and saying, "Look, I think that your guys have gone a little bit too far. Is there any chance that we can have a, a sit-down chat and we can work?" work this out because it's all gone too far. I'm very pro-police. I don't like the embarrassment that that I'm causing you. Um, can we talk about it? And um, in brave and stunning fashion, the PCC blocked me. Um, <laughs> and not just blocked me, but blocked everybody else that tried to contact uh, Humberside Police um, to talk about it. So um, Look North came and um, did an interview with me. And I remember saying that uh, this is all entirely wrong. And um, I'm going to take it further, and I'm going to go for the Home Secretary. I'm, I'm coming direct. For, I'm not blaming PC Gall. I blame the Home Secretary for, on, on this. I, I was kind of missed the mark, uh, actually, when he blamed me the Home Secretary. It turned out that the person that I needed to blame was the College of Policing. Um, so we worked all that out, and um, we wrote to, we wrote to um, uh, the police and said, we need a meeting. We've got to sort this out. Um, but unfortunately, the Assistant Chief Constable... Um, went on, um, published, I think, on the Homicide Police website, that they were, in fact, in possession of 30 transphobic tweets, which were designed to cause distress to the trans community and show hatred to the trans community. And, they, and then the Assistant Chief Constable repeated the claim that the intervention was necessary in order to prevent escalation. Again, no word of what that escalation might possibly be. So I put in a complaint against the ACC um, and said, you can't, you don't get to say this. One, the only tweet I'm aware of is this so-called limerick. And two, you just said there are 30. Where are the other 29? And they wouldn't give them to me. They wouldn't let me know what the other 29 were. I said, I want to see them. You're making these statements about 30 transphobic tweets designed to cause hatred, designed to cause upset, not, not upset as a unforeseeable or foreseeable consequence designed to I want to see the evidence and they wouldn't release it they made me put in a subject access request um, and I eventually got the tweets in June I've got them here <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, you know what he reminds me of you, see, like, you know when you pissed off your girlfriend or your yeah. wife and she's yeah. like well unless you know what you've done then you know you then there's no uh, point talking about it. Oh well, I did. I, I'd read. All I knew was that I pissed people off and that I'd retweeted a non-limerick. So eventually, I got through via subject access request, which, by the way, they obfuscated. I'd not used the right form. I'd not provided the right data. I blah blah blah. All the rest of it. I. This is beginning to feel like you've got something to hide. Mm. Anyway, eventually, eventually, give us the best examples. The tweets. Yeah. We don't well, have time for thirty. But no, give no, no. Us... I'm, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you some of the best ones, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, tweet number one. Just had my son on from Oxford. The anti Jenny Murray crowd are out baying, screaming, and spitting at students who went Steve see Steve Bannon and barricaded their way. That apparently is hate 
against the transgender community. What? Get, yeah, 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 absolutely. That is hate designed to cause distress to the transgender community. Okay. Um, do you know why? No. Because I mentioned Jenny Murray. I dare to mention Jenny Murray. And as we all know, um, the Woman's Hour presenter is a hate, hateful transphobe. <laughs> and, because, and because I mentioned Jenny Murray, that is, that is evidence number one, tweet number one, okay. of the Humberside case against me. Right. That I mention Jerry Money, Je Je Jenny Murray. I then have the temerity to ask this. Is Trans Day of Remembrance a thing then, like an actual one? That is hate speech. That is hate speech designed to cause distress to the trans community. Okay. Uh, and then, and then another one is I retweet Andrew Gilligan. Mm. Mm. So again, that clear evidence <laughs> of, of 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 hate. This is a good one. Um, this is a picture of um, Bruce Jenner, and I put, dear Twitter. Given your rules on dead naming, could you please clarify who won gold at the 1976 <laughs> Olympic <laughs> Men's Decathlon? That is a great... <laughs> oh, no, no, it's not. I'm just going to warn you, that is clear evidence of hate. Hate so bad, it requires PC Gold to go to my workplace, mm. to ring me up, to have a 34-minute conversation where he lectures me on thoughts and lady brains and all the rest of it where it, enough to prompt the assistant chief constable to publish a statement saying that I'm a dangerous transphobe, mm. all the rest of it, okay? Because I dare to ask that question. There's an even better one. There's an even better one here. And a lot of this is redacted, so I don't know sometimes what it is mm. that it, I'm supposed to have said. But I say, um, oh, here it is. Huh. Question mark. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying... So what is that what, in response what, to? Harry? Well, I've no idea because it's been redacted. So we can't, <laughs> we can't tell. But, but, but this would be a really great competition, wouldn't it? What could that possibly say in there where the, where her yeah. question mark becomes hate? Now, there is only one answer to that. And that is if in that box it says, everybody that hates trans people say her. Yeah. Uh, and if, I, yeah, if it says that, yeah. then you know, guilty as charged. But yeah. I don't, I don't remember it saying that actually. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure how, how her, her, which I think is defined as a quizzical expression mm. expressing doubt. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm at a real loss how her is is hate speech. This doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Well, of course, it doesn't make any sense. No, not, I mean this not, whole thing, like, not, not at all. I, but 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 it gets even better. So there are thirty of these, and they're all like that. Okay, hands up. There are one or two where I call um, Doctor Adrian Harrop um, a bit of a twat, um, and I think I probably call um, that woman out in Canada who's all for trans in children a bit of a twat. Jessica Yanev. No, not no. Jessica Yanev is, is a twat. Um, <laughs> she's not a bit of a twat, yeah, mate. She's yeah, a twat. Proven, proven twat. I can't when it comes to the, the twat name, scale, yeah. she's at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, 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 but that's it. That, that's it. There's, okay. but they, they weren't the ones that the police are right. bothered about. Right, okay, right, right. It, it's her. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Daring, daring to quizzically question the idea of um, the whole trans doctrine is hate speech. It is. Hate speech, according to both Humberside Police and the College of Policing. Okay. Now, what we've done is we said, bullshit. We're not having it. We're just not having it. 
So um, as part of the subject access request, um, I got a documentation that, that logs my hate incident. And this is interesting because it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't say hate incident at the top. It says crime report at the top. And then it says my name and the details. And then it says offence, trans hate speech. And then you look further, further down, and the category is, get this, crime, non-crime. So there is a category of crime, non-crime, marking offences on a crime report, and that is something that apparently I'm not supposed to worry about. So... Right, okay. <laughs> Did he get that? Look at his face. It's early in the morning for a comedian, and this is painful for me. Right, but so crime, non-crime. What is crime, non-crime? Ah, well, a crime, non-crime is when it's a crime, but it's not a crime. It's Schrodinger's crime. It's okay. both, yeah, it's both a crime and a non-crime, depending on who's looking at it. So, so... On the one hand, this is their argument, because we said, you've got to get rid of that crime report, that crime, non-crime report. Mm. We're not having that against my name. Get rid of it. And they said, no, we're not. It's purely for administrative purposes. Like, no, it's not purely for administrative purposes, is it? Because will it, end, will it appear on an enhanced DBS check? Um, it might. Right. Just for okay. our, our American viewers and listeners, DBS check is when you, if you want to teach or whatever else, they do an in-depth security check on you. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah, so yeah. basically, there are certain professions. Yes. If you were to be attempting to be employed in yes. those professions, yeah. having tweeted her and a bunch of other things, yeah. you would then be prevented from working in those yeah. professions, potentially. Yeah. Potentially. A, a potential employer would see that you were a potentially a hate criminal, essentially. Yes, exactly. Because even though it's classed as a hate incident, it's on, you know, you're, an, you're, a, you're a potential employer. Yeah. I, apply to, yeah. I apply to you. You do your enhanced DBS, Jay. Yeah. It comes through, and you get the form that says crime report on it. What are you going to do with that? Right. You're going to you're going to slim my application into the bin. Yeah. Right. You're not going to you're not going to read through and go. Oh, this is fine because it may be an offensive trans, trans trans hate. But look down here; it says crime, non crime. So yeah, he seems he seems ideal. Okay. Let's take him. Yeah. And we said no, you, you can't you, you can't do that. And they said, well, it won't necessarily happen. It depends on the whim of the chief constable. Well, this gets even crazier then, doesn't it? So I've got to, I've got to base my future career on the whims of a chief constable. Uh, not just uh, it's not just the chief constable. It's, it depends on the sector. That you're applying to. So, okay. So, let's just say that I'm applying for a job with a charity um, that happens to employ uh, and work with trans people. Would that count? Um, well, it, well, it, well, it might. So, well, in that case, it's it's this is a serious thing, then, isn't it? This is career limiting. This is proper career limiting, and um, it's a crime, non-crime. Where's the judicial process? Where's where's my? How do I appeal this? Well. There is no appeal. Uh, what do you mean there's no appeal? Well, because the College of Police guidelines uh, tell us that we have to log all reports of hate as hate and give them a hate incident log on a crime report sheet, categorised as crime, non-crime, and um, no evidence is necessary. Mm. That's what the College of Police guidelines say, mm. that there is no evidence of hate necessary to record a hate crime or incident. Now, we looked at that and said, this just is a travesty. It contravenes all notions of natural justice, 
and actual justice. Um, so we launched our judicial review in the summer and uh, we said, Humberside Police, you will remove that hate incident against my name and um, College of Policing, you will get rid of your hate crime guidance um, that talks about no evidence is necessary. And we had our two days in court three weeks ago and we're now waiting, waiting on the judgment. And by the time this comes out, there may be a judgment. Yeah, we're, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think we'll probably have a judgment next week. Okay, so yeah, it probably will have happened and we'll make sure to, to mention it. So because a lot of people see freedom of speech as a right-wing issue. They say there's no problem with freedom of speech in this country. You're free to say what you want and all the rest of it. But what your case has clearly demonstrated is that if you say something which goes against what they want you to say, then that could have very real implications on your career, your earning power, all the rest of it. Oh, ab absolutely. Massive. And the whole thing has happened outside of the judicial process. Yes. Because this has not been debated in Parliament. There haven't been laws passed. What's happened is we've got laws gone through the back door. So it's a policy spiral is what's happened. And this has all happened on the back of the McPherson report and the uh, into the, the death of Stephen Lawrence. And McPherson does make a link between low-level hate incident and serious hate crime. And the logic behind that is tackle the low-level in incident and you, you stand a chance of preventing the serious crime. Mm. Uh, well, and, and, and the logic to that seems absolutely, absolutely fine. Now... The what the government have done in 2010, they um, they presented us with nine protected characteristics in the Equalities Act. Um, and so, if you are if you are um, gay, um, if you're a, a, a woman, sex is, is a protected characteristic. Being disabled is a protected characteristic. Ethnicity. Uh, ethnicity protected characteristic. Yeah, um, holding a GRC um, or planning to have a GRC. Is a gender recognition certificate. Yeah, gender recognition yeah. certificate. So you can get a certificate. Well, actually, for it's some things, like, it's you not have like a to. medal. You don't like. You, know, <laughs> you, don't like uh, you don't like hand it out on <laughs> National Trans Day because apparently National Trans Day is a thing. Yeah. Uh, they don't hand out medals or anything like that. No, no. So I'd love a certificate. Well, well, you can get one. You just have to transition first. Oh, okay, right. Um, okay, there you go. Just, just to uh, for 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 anyone who doesn't know, my understanding is essentially that there are certain things that you can't do unless you go through the full process of having your gender recognized with a certificate. Okay. Um, so it's part of the process of transitioning uh, yeah. lawfully under the law so that you are treated for the purposes of the law as the gender that you okay. claim. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you were just to say, I'm a woman, yeah. you wouldn't necessarily have all the rights that a woman might have in okay. court or elsewhere. That, that's basically it. And so the, ref the reform to the GRA is where... Precisely They're trying to that take that happen. away. Yeah. They're trying Precisely to take that, that would away. happen. So yeah. there is no no checks and balances, mm. nothing. It's just that you are who you say you I'm are. Just like that. Yeah. As, as, in fact, was it um, Luciana Berger on the Today programme a couple of weeks ago, uh, Nick Robinson said, so, okay, if I stand here, sit here before you mm. and say, I am a woman, mm. am I a woman? And they said, if you say so, yes. <laughs> I, I, really? Really? This is, this, is, this is absolutely not. So 
That is one way to win over female voters in this country. <laughs> 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 Joe Swinson is doing so well, isn't she, with this? I mean, Women yeah. love yeah, that. It's an absolute flipping... Hey, we're recording this yeah. on the day of the election. You, you never know. We might wake up tomorrow and yeah. Joe Swinson's prime minister. Yeah, 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 we might, we might. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So we've got these nine protected characteristics. But yeah. what the College of Policing have done, they've magically turned them into five monitored strands. Mm. So, okay, so we've got nine protected characteristics. Right, pick a card. Uh, let's go for number seven. Not number seven. Ah, uh, okay. Num num number seven. Number seven is um, you're old. Okay, that's not monitor strand. So age is a protected characteristic, but um, you know the police don't give a shit about yeah, ageist insults. Right, pick another one. Pick another uh, one. Okay, number four. Oh my god, <laughs> you pick sex. You pick sex. Sex is a protected characteristic. But it doesn't figure highly enough um, for the police to have it as a monitor strand because apparently women aren't oppressed enough. Ah, um, okay. they need to, they need, they, yeah, they're doing really shit at the oppression Olympics and um, they're, just not, they're just not oppressed enough. There are not enough women killed for the police to be bothered about monitoring um, hate against women. So, uh, again, try another one. Sexist jokes are still okay, is what you're saying. You That's are fine. brilliant. brilliant. Okay, so your, 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 your career, my is, comedy career is fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah pick yeah. a one, pick a one. Uh, let's go for number two. Ah, number two. Well, that's it. That's that's you, you, you hit the jackpot because that is gender identity, which incidentally isn't a thing in the Equality Act, but it does appear in the five monitor strands. So you have full protection. All you need to do is say, I am a whatever. And apparently there are now a hundred genders, mm. all of which are protected because you ask for a definition of transphobia of the police and they actually said in court just three weeks ago uh, definitions don't matter that's what they actually said what? definitions don't matter and then they move the com conversation on so let's just get this clear what do we mean by as in scientific definitions of male and female don't matter or transfer the definition of transphobia doesn't matter okay right because no evidence that would require evidence that would require some basis in reality and we've already established that no evidence whatsoever is required to have a hate incident, brackets, transphobia. So if I, if you say to me that your identity is, I don't know, smoke, you are a smoke identity. Or a more modern vape identity, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, and I say, I'm sorry, but I just don't believe that. I think that's bullshit. You can ring up the police mm. and you can report me and no evidence is required. No definition is required. You believe that I'm a transphobe. Bingo. I get another hate incident against my name. I just want to pause for a moment because I feel like I'm in a dream of some kind. Yeah, me too. This is bizarre. Yeah, it is, this yeah. is absolutely bizarre. And a lot of people watching this will think that this is just bizarre. And yet what you're talking about is true. Yeah. And it's the same with hate incidents against people of different backgrounds, immigrants like me. If I was to say that in the course of this conversation, you'd been rude to me, and that was because I'm an immigrant, I could report that. And that would have to be recorded as a hate incident with yeah. no evidence, no yeah. investigation, no proof. Yeah. And this is Britain in 2019. I, this doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense at all. And this is why it's so dangerous. And this is why fair cop have um, come into existence to push back against this nonsense because we see what happens in, we've seen what happens in history and in other countries. And the thing is, 
totalitarian regimes, as a rule, don't come stomping in saying we're a totalitarian regime. Um, they come in promising freedom and equality and you know, we're going to free the oppressed and blah, 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 blah. But the net result is the same. You end up with a totalitarian regime. So we're saying that we've just got to put a stop to this. We are challenging. We're calling this out. And um, my solicitor, um, when we went for the directly against the College of Policing, um, he said there are so many fights in the gender debate that happen at the top of the gender pile. And, you know, you either win or you lose. But by going for the College of Policing, we're going for the bottom of the gender pile. We're planning on pulling out that bottom one, uh, which gives us a cat in hell's chance of collapsing the whole shit show. And that's that's what we want to do. We want to collapse the entire shit show and get back to the rule of law as opposed to this policy spiral, which has just captured institution after institution. They've captured the police. They've captured HR departments. They've captured universities. They've captured everything, absolutely everything with this gender nonsense. Whereas if you if you refuse to wear your white, pink and blue lanyard on Trans Day of Remembrance, that in itself becomes possibly a hate incident because you are not showing positive support for a stunning and brave oppressed community and you get in trouble for it. And we, we're saying enough is enough. This has got to stop. Somebody's got to be brave enough to stand up and call bollocks on all this. And that's what we're, we are fair copper doing. And I can... Imagine the public getting quite rightly enraged with it because essentially they're being told what to think and feel. But also, when you look at, take the example of what's happening in London, where we have a knife crime epidemic. Yeah. And you think that is what the police should be concentrating on. Well, we've just look at my case. My case alone, we've had a police constable who took the trouble to investigate before they even came to me, ring my office come to my office, spend 34 minutes on the phone to me. 34 minutes on the phone to me. That's a long time. An assistant chief constable go in the press and say what he had to say. And then an, an inspector ring me up when I was in Australia and um, give me another lecture. And I, I remember saying to him, I said, look, I'm part of a debate. How do I say trans women are not women without getting into trouble by the police? And he said... Why would you want to say that? Because you know it upsets people. And I said, but that's crazy. I can walk down the street and people are upset all the time. If you're a lever and you see a Remain poster, you're upset. If at election time, you walk down the street. If you're a Labour voter, you see a Tory, you're upset. I thought you were going to say a Jew. <laughs> you're upset. People get upset all the time. And so why is it you're so bothered about this one? Why is that? He said, because they are a brave and stunning community and we have to protect them at all costs. And um, you, 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 we're not saying you can't say trans women aren't women, but why would you want to? Now, to me, when a police officer says that, that is a form of coercive control. And he, they just got unlucky that they came against me because one, I'm an ex-policeman, mm. so the whole mystique about policing is gone. Two, I'm just not easily I'm not easily bullied. I'm just not easily bullied by anybody. And I have a real interest in law. So when people are talking bullshit, I'm gonna call them out for bullshit, and that's what happened here. And I said to him, I said, look, if I if I, as a motorist, am doing a steady 35 in a 40 zone, are you gonna pull me over in case I escalate to 45? <laughs> and he said to me, We can do whatever we like, we're the police. That's what he said. That is what he said. And I said, you, you know, like, actually, to be fair, he says, 
the traffic police can do whatever they like. Right. And I said, hold on a minute, that's a massive obfuscation, and you know it. You know it. That would not happen. Mm. And he said, well, if you don't like it, sue us. I said, that's the first sensible thing you've said all day. <laughs> See you in court. And that's... Mm. Um, that's how we ended up at the High Court three weeks ago. Let me ask you this as an ex-policeman. I mean, one of the, uh, coming from Russia and having traveled a lot around the world, one of the things I've always thought has been wonderful about this country is the relation between the ordinary public and the police. Yeah. Uh, it's tremendous in this country. And people don't realize this because if you haven't experienced anything else, it seems normal. But, for example, the idea that in Russia you'd walk up to a policeman to ask for directions it's it's unimaginable. Yeah. I, I once did it, I think, in, in Prague in Czech Republic with some uh, Czech friends. I walked up to a policeman just instinctively because I, I spent so much time in this country and I asked for directions. And they all looked at me like I'd just gone up to the devil yeah. and yeah. asked for directions. We have, we in this country have a fantastic relationship between the ordinary public and the police. What do you think the impact of that as an ex-copper of this on really, because I see people on the internet going all the time. Yeah, of course the police aren't investigating crimes. They're too busy talking to someone like Harry the Owl. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, people go, oh, that's just a myth. Well, it's not a myth. They are. They are spending their time. Yeah. And it erodes. It erodes trust because we don't have a police force. We have, um, we have a police service that operates... Uh, by consent. Yes. Absolutely. So we are, police officers are ordinary citizens who've chosen to give up their time and are paid accordingly in order to uh, help police and make the world a better place. Mm. Okay, so it's all done by consent. The trouble here is that the police uh, have been captured, they've been ideologically captured by um, Stonewall, by mermaids, and by a basically by a political ideology. And out of fear of doing the wrong thing again, very much with McPherson and the Stephen Lawrence inquiry in mind, they've done what Douglas Murray talked about, which is overcorrect. Mm. They've, they've overcorrected. So they've taken, a, a, they've taken a good lesson and they've spread it so far that it's now become a, a bad lesson and, a, and bad practice. And they're also ignorant. They don't understand the difference between policy and law. That has become patently obvious throughout this entire process. Because when you ask them the basis of their policy, what is the legal statutory basis for the policy, they just give you a policy. It's just, it's just a, an entire circular argument all the time. Because they don't have a legal basis to work from. And they're too, so many of them are too uneducated in law to realize that's what they're doing. And I think even if they did know that's what they were doing, they can't do anything about it because the the higher echelons of the police have entirely bought into this nonsense. The higher echelons of the police are signing pledges to Stonewall. They're having they're having rainbow colours in their senior rank epaulettes. Constantine's got some as well. <laughs> have you? Yeah, yeah, he does. Have, have, have you got some rainbow? Have you got some rainbow laces? Yeah, mate, he's got some rainbow pants. Anyway, I've got a rainbow underpants. I'll show you after the show. So seriously, um, this ideological capture. Now, this is not conspiracy theory. Mm. This, you, you just wait until the judgment comes out yeah. um, from the judicial review, because everything that I'm telling you now was said at the judicial review. Right. Absolutely. So, Harry, let, let me just get this. I mean. I, I don't know that much about the police, but 
my instinct instinctively is that the police are not generally the kind of people that would be so massively obsessed with social justice and all this kind of stuff. I imagine the ordinary rank and file officer is someone who, who's, you know, an ordinary man or woman, you know, they, they, they don't have this uh, desire. And frankly, I'd imagine a lot of them are fairly conservative people by nature, yeah. small c conservatives, yeah. law and order, all that kind of stuff. That's the kind of people that tend to go into the police force. So how has that institution been so thoroughly infiltrated in this way. Because again, if I can, if I can relate back to Douglas Murray, um, they've been taught to forget what they knew yesterday. Mm. That's what's happened. We all know the difference between a man and a woman, all of us. We all know that this saying a limerick or saying her or questioning Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce Jenner or what have you, we all know it's not hate, but nobody dare admit it. They're all too scared because They've been captured, they've been ideologically captured by the groups that are pushing this agenda, which is Stonewall. But why do these groups have so much power? Because, you know, you, they're a tiny minority and there's the, the, it's the rest of the British population. Why they why they have it and how they have it, I, I'm not entirely I'm not entirely sure. The, the only thing I can do is when you do a root cause analysis, you get you seem to get nowhere. People say, follow the money to Big Pharma and follow the money to blah, blah, blah. Kinda, but do you watch Game of Thrones? Yes. Okay, so I think the, the real power in Game of Thrones, I don't think is spoiler alert, is <laughs> is, is the Lannisters or the, the Targaryens or or what have you. I think the real power is in the likes of um, Varys and Littlefinger. Yes, who are like free floating radicals who manage to insinuate into the um, the mighty houses. And because of their knowledge, charm, connections, or what have you, managed to spread um, spread their message. And I think they're the ones with the real power. And I think it doesn't take many people, many committed, bright people, um, to get into these organisations. And they do it in a Trojan horse manner. So they will come in and talk about, okay, with the police. Remember how bad you got it wrong with McPherson, with Stephen Lawrence? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Remember how bad you got it wrong with the gays? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, we're, we're we are the LGB organization, right? And um, we can sort out your policies. We'll sort all that out for you. And they are, oh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. Yeah, great. We'll publicize that you're you're, you're really pro LGB and all this sort of stuff and pro pro race and oh, we'll sort it all out for you. And they go in and they write the document and the first several pages are great. And then towards the back, they stick in a whole bunch of stuff about gender identity, which is. Not, 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 not based in law. It simply isn't based in law. So you have a policy spiral that is uh, that has been insinuated into policy, mm. and then it's signed off, and that's it. It's law by the back door mm. is what it is. And again, we have we have proof of this because we've done uh, freedom of information requests. I've got police officers in a number of uh, forces who who work with Fair Cop and who will log us into um, their internet, etc. And you look at documentation and internal documentation. Uh, for instance, an internal documentation that says how to treat um, trans prisoners. Mm. Mm. Okay, So it says, a trans this is in the Met, a trans prisoner has to be searched by the gender of their choosing. Their choosing. What if their gender is not available? 
What exactly. if smoke gender yeah. isn't around? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. If smoke gender's not available, you're screwed. Okay. <laughs> or let's just take it down to real basics. You've been arrested on a Saturday night. You're high as a flipping kite. And they think you've possibly got a wrap of drugs around your belly. Man, I told you this in private. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Edit, edit that out. Edit We think you've got a, a, a wrap of something around your belly. Yeah. You're there, and um, you're in the custody suite, and there's a big old, a big old sergeant who's about to give you a thorough searching. And with him, he's got two female officers as well. All you need to do is say, I'm a woman. And the policy says that that sergeant has to now direct a female officer to search your bell end and give you an intimate search. So what's happening is there is a facilitation of sexual assault going on, which is why the police are so up in arms. That, and they, they, they don't say, because you read the document, it says any questioning of this is transphobic and all transphobia, there must be there must be zero tolerance to transphobia. Why? Because of Stephen Lawrence, because of the McPherson reports. Because if you don't buy the whole thing, it means that you're a racist bastard, you know, Jew hating, gay hating, whatever. And there's no place for you in the police force. So it's a finally classic. somebody's nailed Constantine. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's classic, classic Trojan horse tactic is what's going on. Yeah. And um, next year, 2020 is um, when we're going to be, we are fair cop, we're going to be challenging this. We're going to have a word with the police and say, look, hopefully we've beaten you up once. You really don't want to go to war with us again. Can we have a gentlemanly chat with our lawyers and your people and let me explain to you how you've been ideologically captured so that we don't have to have a big face-off um, at judicial review again. Let's, let's see if we can sort it out. Um, that, that's that's the plan. That's mm. the plan. The average copper working in the police force, who are decent people, who just want to go into the law, into the police force because they believe in it, they believe in law and order, they want to help society. I mean, they must be absolutely outraged by this. Yeah, they're outraged. They're pissed off. They can't believe it, but they have to do it because their jobs are on the line. Because any form of dissent is evidence, de facto evidence of transphobia, and that's why they have the, the hashtag no debate. Have you seen that on Twitter? No, no debate. No so, debate. Yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, if you, if you um, go on the um, LGBT police websites, of which there are hundreds, Stonewall, any of the trans rights activists, um, they will often use the hashtag no debate. So it will make a statement: trans women are women. Hashtag no debate. So the logic behind that is that if you debate it and don't simply accept it, you are a hateful transphobe. And we will not, in the same way that we will not debate racists, we will not debate hateful transphobes. But, of course, a transphobe is somebody who does not believe in, who doesn't go along hook, line and sinker with the I am what I say I am uh, narrative. Well, we had Rose of Dawn, the yeah. transsexual uh, woman uh, who is a YouTuber on the show recently. And one of the things she told us is that trans women like her, yeah. who say that biologically, despite her transition, she's still male biologically, yeah. have been banned from Twitter for saying that they themselves are biologically male. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. But there's no there is no debate at all. You cannot you cannot budge an inch from the narrative. 
from the ideological narrative. Otherwise, regardless that you're a trans woman, you're a hateful trans woman and you're not a real trans woman. And um, no debate, you need deplatforming. We can't hear your voice. The same with the people that have detransitioned. We don't want to hear de about detransitioners because it challenges the narrative. There is only one narrative. You are born in the wrong body. You know that from an early age. Your lady brain accidentally grew a penis. And um, it is now society's responsibility for all of us to correct that through hormones, surgery, um, pronouns, positive reinforcement, and hashtag no debate. That's it. And we're saying hashtag screw you is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, with, with that, I mean, I personally, uh, my opinion is that there is such a thing as gender dysphoria, and there are people who experience yeah, I agree. it. But, but, and, and there, but there'll be people who don't agree with that, which is all fine. I mean, it's the lack of the ability to have the conversation that scares me. Yeah. Uh, and what you're talking about, we know about this from my interview with Posey Parker. The big tech companies are enforcing this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. We had a video taken down for hate speech and then eventually due to a public outcry was reinstated. But fundamentally, the big tech companies are all terrified. But what you're talking about is the police. And I just want to remind people what the police are. They're the arm of the state that is allowed to use violence yes. and imprison people, yes. they are enforcing yes. this ideology. Yes, they are enforcing this ideology, which is why it requires brave, outspoken people to stand up and say, this can't happen. It just cannot happen. Somebody has got to stand up and stop the policy spiral. And unfortunately, the only way to do that really is through... Um, direct challenge and judicial review, which is incredibly expensive. Doing this, as I put at risk, around about 150 to 200,000 pounds to do this. That is outside the possibility of the vast majority of people to do. It's just that I've got a, you know, I've got a business. Um, You're fucking loaded. I'm not, I'm not, I'm like, 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 I'm We've had so much support. We've got, I think, close on £60,000 in the Crowd Justice um, Fund. I've got another £25,000, um, $25,000, sorry, um, pledged in case we lose, and it has to go up to uh, the Supreme Court. So people care. People really, really care mm -hmm. about this. And they care because there are so many people who agree, including police officers, including government ministers, including lords. And they daren't say it because their careers are on the line. Now, again, <laughs> talking to Doug, about Douglas Murray again, he's, he, he talked about how this, this, the, over most people, there is a, what do you call it, a wobbly pyramid. Yes. A very wobbly... Hierarchy. Uh, yeah, yeah, a, a wobbly hierarchy pyramid. And um, if, you're, if you're scared of that falling down and crushing you, that's very serious because you lose your job, you lose your house, you know, you lose your security... It's terrifying. And so those of us who are in a position to stand up and say, hashtag screw you, mm. um, there is a disproportionate responsibility on us to do that. And that's why, you know, you asked me initially why I'm here. It's because I feel a sense of that disproportionate responsibility. And I'm just not the kind of person to um, lay down and and take it from some two-bit police officer and a two-bit force like Humberbeat 
and um, operating on two-bit guidelines issued by the College of Police. Uh, that, that's, just, that's just it. And Harry, right, so this is where we are. We've come to, we're at the end of 2019. If we don't stop and if we don't stand up, what do you think will happen? I know predictions are always, you know, some pointless, but what do you think will be the end game? What do you think? We, we'll all be in a position where we have a gendered theocracy. Where it will be, where, where expressing disbelief in gender ideology will be exactly the same as it as it is in um, places like Iran, um, in the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages, whatever. Where if you don't believe in the unsubstantiated, unscientific, pre-enlightenment claims, then you're guilty of a crime. And I think your access to public life will be shut down. Um, I mean that's already here with this, you know, with the enhanced the enhanced DBS check thing mm. is super super serious. We would say, you know, you're a you've you've said something on Twitter that um, somebody without any evidence has decided to report. You end up with a hate incident against your name, which can be then revealed on an enhanced DBS check, which means your career is going nowhere. I find that's that, the case anyway. Yeah, I? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I find that I find that terrifying. Mm. I, you know, whichever side of the debate you're on, if you dance with the devil because you happen to like the tune today, you need to be very, very careful because that tune's going to change, and you're going to be the one who's going to end up in the wrong thing, clink, at some point. And that's why, regardless, all right-minded people, I think, need to support We Are Fair Cop. Because we're for the rule of we're for the rule of law, with with for the rule of debate. We are um, post enlightenment. We believe in science. We believe in biology. Um, we're quite happy to debate people with crazy existential postmodern uh, views. You know, we don't hate somebody that thinks a trans woman is a woman. I'd happily sit down and have have that debate with them and um, and go out and have a pint with them afterwards. It's not about hate. It's about having the ability to talk about. Really difficult, really difficult issues, actually. Um, and we should be able to do that without the police trampling all over our Article 10 rights and telling us um, that we can't debate in things which they already concede are entirely legal to debate about. And also, we have this entire issue that um, uh, Schedule 6, I think it is, or Schedule 1 of the, of the Code of Ethics, says that the police must not be political, nor can they give the impression of being political. Now, when a police officer takes a particular side during a particular debate, uh, which is heading to, you know, through Parliament, that is an entire, that is an utter breach of their code of ethics. They're not allowed to do that. You cannot, you cannot. There's only one thing a police officer should do when... Um, when the debate gets political, and that is to take a massive, whopping public step back. And they're not doing it. They've taken a side. There are police forces actively promoting reform to the GRA. Actively. Actively saying that the old GRA is outdated and cruel and needs reform. They are acting as though reform to the GRA has already happened. In other words, they are treating gender identity as being a protected characteristic in law. And it isn't. It isn't. And that's dangerous. When the police start acting um, as a result of crazy ideological policy spiral, 
we need to have a sense check um, and go, okay, let's go back to first principles, the principle of law, principles of free speech, that in this country under common law, we are allowed to do and say anything unless the government specifically tells us that we can't. You know, we are a free people. We're not a bound people. Um, and I think we need to get back to these first principles and just say, hold on a minute, this ain't happening under my watch. And we've got groups all over the country now springing up. Um, we've got University Challenged, uh, uh, Professor Kathleen Stock um, and Rachel Iyer, who are challenging the no platforming at universities. We're about to launch in the new year um, Fair Higher Education with Dr. Louise Moody. Um, and the thing that I really want to get into is the, um, I want to get into Stonewall. And, um, you know, Stonewall can do what they, they like, but I want to break the capture of Stonewall into uh, the important institutions which govern all our lives, uh, particularly um, HR departments, because uh, I look around, I was at a restaurant um, a few weeks ago, a very busy restaurant. I looked around and said, you know, I was there with Posey Parker, actually. And I said, how many people do you reckon there are in this room who've been, had a knock on the door from the Thought Police? And we said, probably two or Maybe maybe three. There was at least two of us because Posey and I were there. Maybe three. I mean, that's a problematic uh, dinner, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I, Posey. I, I, absolutely. And then I said, okay, so how many people do you think there are in this restaurant who are shit scared of their HR de departments? And we reckoned 80, 90% of people. 89% of people are shit scared of their HR departments because when it's transgender day, if you don't wear the pink, blue, and white lanyard to show your support, you're marked out. If you don't wear your rainbow laces, you're marked out. If you don't go along entirely with this absolute nonsense, which has no basis in law whatsoever, you're marked out. So that's where we're heading. We've got some big fights lined And up. before we ask you our last question, how can people help uh, with what you're doing at We're Fair Cop? Uh, we are Fair Cop. You need to uh, follow us on Twitter, which is uh, at We Are Fair Cop. Uh, go on to the website, which is um, faircop.org. Um, um, you can donate, um, you follow us, uh, write to us. Uh, eventually, we'll have things like mugs and T-shirts. Uh, we haven't got them at the minute. Um, mm. But yeah, just, just get in touch. Follow us on Twitter. Brilliant right. stuff. And the last question that we always ask, and we always close our interviews, Constantine, take it away. What's the one thing no one's talking about that we ought to be talking about? Well, I've alluded to it already, but it's how shit the rainbow is. How absolutely shit the rainbow is. The rainbow, that rainbow symbol, um, which used to be a great symbol of hope for lesbians, gays, and bi people, I now equate it to, um, I think it's so corrupted, that I now equate it to a um, swastika. Well, that shouldn't upset anyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> That's not going to trigger people. Uh, to, me, yeah, to me, it has the same visceral, the same visceral reaction because it speaks of an ideology which I think is insidious, <laughs> dangerous, and which is just sweeping through... I mean, organizations breathe, like breathe, breathe Francis breathe that sound you can hear is the internet going into fucking meltdown <laughs> people tea on their keyboards tweeting right and on that note um, people can't find you on Twitter Harry but can they find you well, on I can see why um... <laughs> can they find you on Facebook uh, Instagram yeah they can find yeah they can, if they look for uh, Harry Miller they'll find um, they'll find Fair Cop um, find us on Twitter. Twitter's the best place, really. Oh, Fair Cop on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it at Fair Cop, I take yeah, it? Uh, on Twitter, it's We Are Fair Cop. 
perfect stuff. All right, and don't send them any rainbows. All right, <laughs> All right guys, uh, thanks very much for watching. We'll see you in a week uh, from now with a possibly slightly less triggering episode. Who knows? It could be more triggering. See you in a week. Bye. Absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. Before you go, consider joining our exclusive member feed. As a member, you'll get ad-free and extended interviews. Click the membership link in the podcast description or find the exclusive episodes link on your podcast listening app to join us.